G'day. We hope you're enjoying our podcast. Producing a podcast is costly, both time and money. If you'd like to show your support and offer a one-off payment, even the price of a coffee or a beer, that'd be greatly appreciated and would go a long way to support us. If you'd like to leave a donation, head to the show notes of this episode and click on the ACAST supporter link. Be sure to leave your message of support too. Thanks again. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. We are another week down and another week closer to the truth. The clouds have gathered and it's starting to spit. Someone should be worried because that storm is coming. This has been M Valley Road, the Shakeout episode. Hey guys, it's uh, Jamie and Tom here. I just want to say a massive thank you to everybody who's listened, shared, subscribed, rated or reviewed our podcast so far. Episode one was received so well. We got to number 40 on the iTunes charts. It's just unbelievable. You know, two guys who have no experience, um, you know, to achieve that, it's just overwhelming and we thank you sincerely for that. Uh, We want to do this case justice. We want to tell the story as best as we can. Um, and we're going to need your help to do that. So thank you for all those people who have reached out to us and given us feedback. Um, you know, episode one reached all corners of the world. Um, it's only a 20-minute episode, but there's, there's a lot covered in that episode and there's a lot more to be covered. Uh, you'll see why Alison's interview was divided into two parts. There was a lot of content covered, a lot of different topics, and it's just a, a really heavy interview. So... We had to sort of split it up into two parts. Um, but basically what we want to do here today is just an episode called The Shakeout. So this this um, series, Bean and Valley Road, is going to be released every fortnight. But every second week we're going to do an episode called The Shakeout, which is just more of a casual chat for you guys to get to know us, who we are, why we're doing this, and also a debrief and maybe an inside into what we're doing and the investigation so far and you know some different topics like that. But... That's the, that's the point of this episode, so we're going to get to know you guys, and you guys are going to get to know us. Um, I'll hand you over to Tom. Yeah, look, just to um, reiterate what Jamie said, I think, um, you know, going into this, we didn't expect the response that we have gotten so far. It has been truly overwhelming. Um, this story is happening in real time for us, too. We've got families and kids and jobs outside of this Um, so we're trying to do the best we can to keep up to date with everything and in turn keep you up to speed so we've decided to do this extra episode every off week that we aren't releasing a formal episode and I think it's a good opportunity just to um, you know engage with you guys um, you know pose some questions at you might be able to help us answer and in turn um, you can reach out to us via our website and social media and ask us questions that 
you want to know. Um, there's a lot of heavy content in the Bean and Valley Road series, and we just want to make sure that we're not just bringing you um, doom and gloom all the time. We're we're quite light-hearted, easygoing fellas. And just to touch on Alison uh, as a person, I mean. Her strength has just taught us so much. You know, we reached out to her over a month ago now and we've built quite a good relationship with her. We had to build her trust up and we had to, um, you know, to, to, she's basically been to hell and back and it's really conveyed to us the devastation and the loss and, and what losing a child actually does to a person. And not just losing a child, but losing a child in the most brutal way possible and just the anger that you would have every day. And the fact that she can get up and keep fighting and she's never lost hope and, you know, to allow, you know, two strangers basically into her lives, into her home, and to talk about this very delicate and sensitive topic such as an unsolved murder of her daughter is, it's just, I take my hat off to her and I thank, I thank Alison sincerely that she's allowed us to do this and, you know, on. On that note, we want to um, deliver this in the best way possible. So again, thanks for listening. And This podcast contains coarse language, adult themes and distressing content. Listener discretion is advised. On Thursday the 17th of July 2014, police were called to Beenham Valley Road, Woolvi, where Kira McLaughlin, a 27-year-old mother of four, had suffered serious head injuries. Kira was taken by ambulance to Gympie Hospital, but was later transferred to the Gold Coast University Hospital by helicopter. Tragically, Kira was pronounced dead the following day. Several people have been interviewed by police. However, no one has been charged for her death. I don't don't know, man. I don't know. I'm I'm a bit confused because when I was at the house, there was blood everywhere. You know, now that I'm reminded of it, it is an unsolved murder. And uh, I think a lot of people have uh, forgotten about it. And it seems like there were a lot of people present, but no one knows what happened. When we turned up, it was literally the middle of the night. Might have been about 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning. It was, I remember it was freezing cold. We were searching the back of the property that was like two and a half acres all night. But I do do remember, um, you know, there were a number of people present at the house. The police couldn't get anyone to say who did it. Uh, You've got an unsolved murder, why wouldn't you have an inquest? I think we're going to have to talk to her mum. He was rather physical and we were trying to get her to leave him, but he's beaten her so badly, then waited a day to call the ambulance. A 610 Media Production. This is Beenham Valley Road. The Kira McLaughlin story. Yeah. Yes. All right. No problem. And thank you for the goodies. No worries. Thanks, Alison. Have a good night. You too. See ya. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it was um pretty successful. Like it's obviously pretty um, gut wrenching for her. Like it's just a super hard conversation to have with someone that you don't know that should just give it oh, up. okay
super hard conversation to have with someone that you you know don't know very well but the funny thing is man is it I don't know I feel like I feel like she's one of those people that you just kind of can't help but like yeah you know like mm. she she really is like she's just a likeable she's very likeable yeah and um you know like I don't know just she's been through a lot she's been through uh, so much man mm. so much um, like how how open she was with us tonight was just crazy like I could never imagine if something like that had happened to my kids fuck you know you just wouldn't you'd shut down wouldn't you how do you reckon it went yeah I think it was really good um, like you said she shared a lot and covered a lot of a lot of things and yeah we were there I mean now it's what nine times at 925 we were there for three hours of recording and in that time we had to had to cover quite a lot of content so she did really well I think from here we have to follow up with some of those people that she mentioned, um, the nameless witnesses that she mentioned. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we can track them down. And also the couple of her friends, curious friends that yeah. that she mentioned. It's probably um, the thing I got out of it was that there's probably going to be a lot more work in it for us. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> kind of opened up a lot of um, a lot of different avenues to go down like it's I think this is just a really small step in the in the whole process you know like it's probably the hardest step in terms of uh, it's the most crucial one for sure talking to her but man like I don't know there's so much so many more avenues to go down and we're in deep now mate yeah, super deep. Yeah. <laughs> like we, we now, yeah, owe it to. We have a responsibility yeah. now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's 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 come too far to just just go. Oh, it's too hard. Like it's it's we've we've put her through too much to not do it justice to. Hey mate, do you know what you yeah. always say? What? You always go, oh, 100, 100%. I always say that. <laughs> yeah, you say, not just 100%. Like, if you agree with something, you go, oh, 100, 100%. Do I really? I've never noticed, I've never noticed that. <laughs> yeah, you say it twice, like, oh, oh, 100, 100%, mate. Do I say, do I say the oh, oh, twice, or do I say the 100% twice? No, you go, this is verbatim what you do. <laughs> oh. Hundred, hundred percent, mate. <laughs> I've literally nobody has said that to me before. <laughs> oh. Maybe I just do it around you because you're a hundred percent, hundred percent a good dude. <laughs> yeah, just something that I notice the tea bag drops in every now and again. <laughs> mate, if one thing the tea bag does, he drops. 
He drops the tea bag in. He drops all the time. Don't, don't get it twisted. So that is an example of Jamie and I talking absolute shit in a car. Um, and you're probably asking how that relates to a podcast about an unsolved murder. Well, the thing you need to know about us is that we are both ex-Queensland police and that kind of humour and that kind of banter is something that um, we used a lot when we were working together mainly to deal with stress. Um, So to put that in a little bit of context, when we were having that conversation we were heading out to Beenham Valley Road for the first time to commence this journey and um, just like old times we uh, started talking a fair bit of nonsense just to get us through it and prepare the mind so um, as this journey uh, sorry as this as this investigation unravels um, you know you'll see bits and pieces of 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 that kind of um, relationship come out How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. What we're going to attempt to do in this episode is basically unpack a few things that we mentioned in episode one, just to give you guys a little bit of context because as we said this is complex and dynamic and unless an episode went for three and a half hours there's really no way um, we can convey it all in in one episode so essentially the first thing we're going to touch on tonight um, is some of the things you need to know about Kira McLaughlin that's right so we'll take what we know so far okay so She was 27. Kira had four kids, three boys and a girl. And she was married, she married young. Um, Her her last child was born, her girl was born. And shortly after that, her and her husband separated. Gonna go into those details. We're not gonna bring him into it at this stage. All you need to know is that she separated from him. They had four kids together. Um, they owned that house on Beenham Valley Road in Warby, near Gympie. At that point, the ex-husband moved out. Very shortly after that, the new boyfriend moved in. Now, he was a family friend or a, an acquaintance of Kira. And that will become more later on. 
But all you need to know for this at this point is that the relationship moved quite quickly and the boyfriend moved in. At the end of the day, this tale is about a number of relationships that have um, formed and become dysfunctional, right? That's that's essentially the, the crux of this. And it's the, the outcome, unfortunately, is the death of a young mother of four. So really what Jamie and I are exploring is the dynamic between a bunch of people that may or may not have contributed to Kira's death. Um, in doing that, every time we speak to someone different, another five or six names come up that we are then obligated to go and speak to. So um, we're trying to untangle this really tangled web, but what you guys need to focus on for the first bit at least is the fact that Kira was a young mum, she got divorced from a man, and then she shacked up with a new man. Now, this new man, we will uh, we will unpack as the series goes on, uh, but you need to know that he came with a fair bit of baggage, right? It wasn't it wasn't a simple transition by any stretch, and um, it's the dynamic between these two uh, that we are looking to explore and and work out why things led or how things led to the outcome that they did so you know a little bit about Kira's background uh, and you know a little bit about her relationship status Um, what you also need to know is that um, Kira as a person was charismatic people were drawn to her she was very attractive Um, she had a very outgoing personality so much so that it could be or it could at times be perceived as confrontational Um, and that confrontational aspect um, of her personality basically um, as much as she drew people in could also um, I don't know not turn people away but it was a point of contention anyway um, Kira and her mum Alison were relatively close they weren't always though they'd had their they'd had their issues in the past um, I wouldn't say that their issues were any bigger than um, ones that 90% of the population have uh, just from what from what Alison has said but um, these are all things that have formed or, or I guess led Kira to the point where she felt comfortable shacking up with somebody whom she probably didn't really know as well as what she should have if that's fair if that's fair enough to say so you know there was in in the first episode we were talking to Alison and she was describing what Kira was like in life but then all of a sudden the conversation took this really dark intense turn where 
she started talking about the night that she died and that was pretty harrowing for us to I guess um, go on that journey with her because it was really it was kind of really clear cut wasn't it like one minute she's talking about butterflies and how people are drawn to her the next thing she's talking about how she gets a call from somebody and she's racing down to the hospital basically to see her dead daughter on a bed yeah and if you talked if you talk to Alison if you spent any amount of time with Alison you can you quickly figure out that you know she's a broken she's a broken person and her whole life has been turned upside down her whole world has been turned upside down um, but this renewed interest and this possibility of an outcome or maybe justice right has given her a renewed sense of life and you know you can see that transformation in her you know when we first met her we reached out it was it was very much trying to build the trust it was talking to her via text messages uh, conveying you know who we were and what we were about um, all of a sudden now we're talking on the phone uh, you know she calls us her adopted sons she's got her zest back for her life you know although she'll never get over losing Kira uh, she's she's found that you know that drive again and she's found herself again and she's excited and she's keen and you know you spend any amount of time with her and, and you and you think you know all those little problems that we dwell on in our lives you just think they're just stupid basically she has an agenda and her agenda is she's always she's always believed right from the start somebody killed her daughter and it wasn't an accident and it was a murder so if you, if you walk into uh, Alison's carport which is on the bottom story of the house there is a little garden and I'll, I'll let I'll let Alison describe it for you explain to us um, the first two places I lived in up here were sold so I've never had anywhere where I could really set up something like this for her and um, I wanted to have a place where the children could come and just spend time with her and it was her little area. Um, it's, it's not finished yet but I'm still working on it and I think it's going to be nice when it's finished and it just it's just nice to have an area where I can feel close to her and I think the children will enjoy it as they get older. And you've got that piece of timber with mum's I've garden. I've got the mum's garden, I actually bought that. That's not where it will be eventually and it does seem to have a big lump of bird shit on it right now. But um, apart from that, those curtains hang up, they'll be nailed down to like there's a fence going around to stop animals coming in and doing damage and there'll be pebbles and mm -hmm. plants and things. But yeah, the, the bat plant in the middle of the planter that you can't see very well, we were looking at plants myself and the two oldest grandsons and this bat plant has a flower that looks like the face of a bat and it was just so ugly and so ridiculous that we all went 
it's got to be in mum's garden. <laughs> and that's why that's there. And that should grow and produce nice, black, ugly flowers. <laughs> oh, awesome. And do you fear for your life? Oh, yeah. But it's got to be done. You know, she, she wasn't worth nothing. No. And I won't allow the world to not know who she was. Mm. You know, she, like I said, she was too bright a star mm. to be stuffed, snuffed out the way she was. Mm. Mentioned um, the last thing you said to Kira, which was a week before, was it? No, it was the Anzac Day Easter when she got him out of prison and I wanted to take the boys to Pizza Hut and I said, but I'm not taking him. I won't be seen in public with it. Um, so then they got home, a big argument ensued and the very last thing that I said to her was, while there are these animals in this house, I'll be doing everything to get my in the power to get the children to their father. That was the last time I spoke to him. And how long was that before she died? Six weeks. Bean and Valley Road is a 610 media production. It was written, produced, and mixed by myself and Tom Daunt. Our theme song, Peace of Heaven, is by Pete Allen Music. Special thanks to him. You can find him on Apple Music, SoundCloud, and other streaming services. Our cover art photo was taken by Joel Pultz. And if you haven't already, guys, please subscribe, rate and review Beanham Valley Road. You can see pictures and keep up to date with our Facebook and Instagram pages. Just search Beanham Valley Road. Thanks again, guys. Have a good Easter. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.